Welcome back to Marvel Maniac, an MCU after show. This is your host, Eric Cicada, a.k.a. Mr. Honest. Back to you this week for She-Hulk, episode four, Is This Not Real Magic? And we get some conflicts in the interdimensional realms. Uh, we get some really great guest stars this week. And I'm a bit late uh, on this episode. And uh, the following episode, I will be a little bit late on. And I'm sorry about that. Uh, however, I am happy to be here with you, as always. I loved this episode. I thought it was a lot of fun. Jen gets into the dating scene. Well, She-Hulk also gets into the dating scene, and we get to see the contrast of that. And she even gets, you know, a, a hint at love. A hint at love. Uh, which Bruce hasn't even had a lot of lately. I, I always thought that Bruce and Natasha, a.k.a. Black Widow, um... They were really, really great for each other, and when we lost her, spoiler alert, spoiler alert for Avengers Endgame, but I mean, come on, if you've not seen Avengers Endgame yet, Marvel Maniacs, where are you? Um, <laughs> um, that's a little bit of a bummer, but the multiverse is thriving, we are in the multiverse saga, and we have a lot to catch up on on this show via conversation, and we're just getting started. So let's get going on this episode. Is this not real magic of She-Hulk? Jen was attacked last week. Gonna shut around showing off powers like this. You better be able to back it up. Well, in this episode, I think Jen clearly is able to back it up. The first scene of this uh, episode, Donnie Blaze. Donnie Blaze, such a magician. Almost that of our real world. Our real world's magic meets that of somebody who gets a sling ring like like a street magician like some of that some you know what we can't even like disgrace david blaine right like it's not like david blaine this guy um because if david blaine had a sling had a sling ring he would be probably closer like to a wong or a doctor strange because he is like so such a good uh, uh magician so this guy's running a magic show in la and he is using regular magic, and he has this one trick that he uses his sling ring for that we later find out. Um, we later find out how he got it. He shows off his levitation. He shows off some pretty classic magic tricks, and then he brings up this lady, Madison, up on stage, who becomes a pretty prominent character in this episode. I like Madison. I know and have seen and met a lot of girls like Madison, and nothing against them. Uh, she's pretty fantastic. Um, the actress who plays her, all the props to her, she nails the part. She is wasted, and she's just begging to get up on stage with Blaze. Donnie Blaze does a lot of magic tricks where he changes, like, the color of things. Like, he changes the color of his suit. He changes the color of these flowers from white to red. Um, so, yeah, he has a lot of basic magic tricks. And they're not basic in the real world, but they're pretty basic in the world of Marvel, right? There's a man off stage that I, I don't know if this is Donnie's assistant or if this is his lawyer or both. But he's with him the whole episode. And it leads me to believe that maybe we will see Donnie again. And that this man that's behind Donnie might have some greater part in this. And, like, I don't know. I, I'm thinking that he might, like, he might have, like, some greater wanting for the mystic arts. Um, it's, it's, he's kind of suspicious. And I don't know. There, there's a scene in the courtroom later that uh, Wong is talking about, you know, men wanting the power of gods, and it cuts to this guy, and he, you know, you really do see, like, kind of this really suspicious look on his face. Um, Donnie opens a portal to put her in, uh, Madison, and 
she the portal has like beheaded goblins on there and it's like it's very creepy looking and that's where he puts her and this is like the premise of the episode um he's putting people into other dimensions a lot of the time he's sending them into other places like in the real world but i think he accidentally set madison into another world i don't think i know he sent madison into another world Wong is watching The Sopranos, and he is just getting down to the theme song, as we all might. Even if you don't watch The Sopranos, you know that theme song. Madison drops in, and she has, like, a heart in her hand, and she asks Wong if he is the Goblin King, which is just a little bit rude. She gives him her life story, and he kind of gets the idea of how she got there, and at least with him, and, you know, Wong is familiar with Blaze. He's from pretty much trying to get rid of him for a little bit. Something I love about this episode is the chemistry between Madison and Wong and how, <laughs> one, she, if you haven't seen The Sopranos and you are watching it right now, I'm terribly sorry. Um, not, you know, it, it, this is the, an appropriate place for me to spoil an Avengers Endgame uh, death. This is somewhere where she is going to be spoiling almost all, if not major, Soprano spoilers. Like, dude, this is... Madison is spoiling The Sopranos for Wong this whole episode and the audience. I'm so sorry. After she spoils The Sopranos, it's not like that this is what he's saying this to, but it almost feels like it. He says, Donnie Blaze is going to pay for this. I mean, we none of us like getting our, sh our show spoiled. Um, so, I mean, I would feel that way personally. The next scene, Jen acknowledges that we look happy, and it's because we saw Wong, and it's like she gave the show Twitter armor for a week. She's not wrong. I mean... I, I was very happy that we saw Wong and that Wong is back. I like that Wong is a consistent member of this show and that he wasn't just here for a week. Absolutely. I love that Jen's dad is her new security guard and he's just trying to protect her from the, you know, evil that be and that he was freaked out by her being attacked. Um, she reminds him that she is a Hulk and that she's going to be fine. Jen's dad is slightly upset that she didn't call the police. And Jen reminds him that she's been a prosecutor long enough to know that they won't catch these guys. I mean, she's probably smart enough to give a description of these guys. But from her actions in this in this episode, I'm, I'm just assuming that she's getting a little bit, dare I say, a little cocky as She-Hulk. And a little bit fearless with her powers. Um, and, and an example of that is just her putting herself on this profile as She-Hulk and swiping right on everybody like she does not care who sees her and how she is willing to pretty much meet anybody and put herself out there as she hulk and she's pretty much she's not afraid later jen goes down her to-do list and a few of the notes in there are email parole officer um order highlighters purple and green from a supply clerk and buy and read how to make friends and influence people until she scrolls down to finish dating profile and she adds a photo of herself profile says complete and she looks at us and says perfect i just love those fourth wall breaks i'll say it a hundred million times nikki tells jen that she needs new clothes and i i know i don't think she needs new clothes but i think it's funny to acknowledge that the clothes that she's wearing are very like big and broad on her like they kind of hang off her like a giant dress and my theory is that you know i'm sorry I'm, i have to be honest that i think the CGI looks great for She-Hulk in a lot of scenes, and in some of the scenes where she's a lawyer, I just think that the CGI might not have been finished yet, and that they might have needed to put some giant draping thing over the body of whatever <laughs> she was wearing. Maybe they didn't also want to make She-Hulk 
uh, sex symbol in every scene and a lawyer first. However, I think it's CGI related. I just do. On the news, uh, she's being asked, how did you come up with the name She-Hulk? And she replies in real time, you ding-dongs dubbed me that. Um, a bit of foreshadowing for, I think, next week's episode. And she's being sued uh, by Titania, which we will get probably a whole deal on next week. Wong portals in, and we were getting so spoiled with the portals in this episode. I just got to say, it's just a normal thing now with the portals. And he says he has a legal situation with a magician and says to notice that he used air quotes when he said magician with his hands and tells her all about Donnie Blaze, which we know a bit about at this point. He's a former student of the Mystic Arts, but he was kicked out after a week when he summoned three kegs and his former fraternity brother. So he made a little party at the Carmitage. That sounds like a blast. Maybe he got Doctor Strange involved. I doubt it, but there's a chance. Wong says practicing the mystic arts without proper training not only endangers people, it's a risk to untangling the material and astral planes. Walters asked Wong if there was an NDA sign and that there, that there is no judge that is going to take this seriously unless they do things by the book. Wong very assuringly says, the Book of Ashanti. And she says, no, the Book of American Law. <laughs> Later, Jen and Nikki are approached by this kind of a, I don't know what else to call him, but a douchey guy. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, he, he calls them sexy ladies and asks to buy them a round of drinks. And at this point, Nikki asks Jen to just look at her dating profile. Nikki tells Jen not to use her corporate headshot as a dating profile picture and maybe to make a profile as She-Hulk, which seems to be the winning thing for her in this episode. However, I'm just a little bit worried for Jen that that's going to be like something that hurts her in the end like it's going to be used against her in court for some weird reason or it's just going to be used to hurt her i'm really I'm, I'm afraid for her nikki is a really great wing woman by the way she just takes the phone and does the swipes for jen trying to find just the right guy for her um we all kind of need that that friend like nikki to do the dirty work and uh take care of the swipes so now Wong and Jen are in the office of Cornelius P. Willows. Uh, on the door it says, Owner and Curiosity Curator of the Mystic Castle. So I believe um, Cornelius is the older gentleman, and he is the owner of the venue that Blaze performs in, is my belief now. He's not a lawyer. Jen says, To consider this an official warning to cease all practices of the mystic arts. Blaze says that you can't own magic, and Walter's ask Cornelius if he's his hype man because everything that <laughs> everything that Blaze says uh, Cornelius just goes yeah you can't own magic like everything everything he says you can't trademark a spirit register a soul copyright art and then Jen's like you can copyright art um, <laughs> so there are debate odds ends here uh, this is where the conflict begins between these two parties Blaze asks Wong if he's scared that he'll become more mystical than him and Wong replies that as the Sorcerer Supreme, he doesn't engage in competition, but he says that he's more mystical in his sleep, to which Blaze tells him to prove it. This is when Wong starts this, like, magical sphere in his hand, which Blaze notes and is wowed by. And we get later in the episode, Blaze tries to do this and causes havoc. Um, Blaze watches everything Wong does. Including this whip thing Wong does later in the episode, um, which I might not get to later when we're talking about all the chaos. So um, Wong does this like whip thing to get the portal of the demons, and 
Blaze is so awed by the magical whip that I'm very concerned that Blaze is not going to stop doing magic, and we are going to see more of Donnie Blaze um, doing more mystical shenanigans, and we're going to need... Um, we're going to need some help here. <laughs> She-Hulk stops a wizard fight from happening, and it would have been very one-sided. Wong would have literally uh, kicked his ass, right, uh, by giving a cease and desist to Donnie Blaze. If only he would have listened, it would have saved him a lot of trouble and a lot of trauma, I'm, I'm guessing. Would have made for a less interesting episode, if I'm being honest. Blaze makes a, vol a ball vanish at one point, and then at the end of the scene, Wong pulls the ball out and uh, gives it back to Blaze and, you know, proving that he can do any trick. He can do regular uh, magician tricks and mystic art tricks. He is the ultimate master of the mystic arts. Jen's first date doesn't go well. Let's just say that. She goes on her first date as Jen. She doesn't go as She-Hulk. And the guy, I mean, let's just, let's just be honest. He's not super interesting and she's not super interested in him and he is not interested in her he's not giving her the time of day he goes on his phone and then at the end they're both racing to pay and jen is like i'm gonna pay and it looks like he's going to be like i'm gonna pay he he's racing to get out of there he's racing for his keys he doesn't want to pay what <laughs> what a bad date and that is that um that is pretty much what, what's going to lock in for her later to put up a dating profile as She-Hulk. The next day, I'm assuming, in court, um, Wong does not really seem to want to bring out Madison as a witness, but She-Hulk kind of insists, and she has her testify. Wong sling rings Madison into the courtroom, out of a club, and the people behind her are just going crazy, probably, that she's being sling ringed out of the club, into the courtroom. Um, I will be going nuts. <laughs> She refers to Wong as Wongers. Jen says that she just wants to ask her a few questions. Still drink in hand, she walks up to the stand to testify. Could you tell us about the night that you participated in Donnie Blaze's show? Jen asked Madison. First he gave me roses that didn't smell like anything, and then he pushed me into a fireland. You know, Madison isn't the most, let's say, like reliable witness here. So the judge is almost looking at her like she's making this all up. Jen asks, how did you escape? And she says, I made a pact with a demon that I cannot discuss. Otherwise, he said, he would reap my soul and the souls of the ones that I love. This is pretty much the thing that I'm guessing pretty much like dismisses her reliability in the case, which sucks because this happened. Jen does turn back to Wong during this testimony and tells him that this is a mistake. And he's like, I told you. Donnie's lawyer says he moves to dismiss because he has... A fun, spooky experience, which is the sweet spot for magic, in his professional opinion. Which I don't know how professional his opinion actually is. Jen argues that mystic arts is real magic and that Blaze can't be using it uh, to their outrage. They get so mad. Cornelia says, how dare you? And Donnie says, is this not real magic? And he does another one of his suit-changing color tricks. She says, even the lawyer is a magician, and all the all of Donnie's side is, are doing little magic tricks. It is really endearingly hilarious Wong goes on to say this case travels beyond these courtroom walls the men you see are seeking to wield power of the gods and that places us on the edge of a precipice one man in the mortal realm has the ability to cause a ripple so great it reverberates through every dimension and that ripple through galaxies has the ability to destroy all life within the known and unknown universe 
Madison then declares the case as closed herself, and the judge disagrees. She-Hulk asks to stop Blaze from engaging in magic until the decision is made, and the judge doesn't grant this. He gives them a middle finger on the way out with an evil laugh, and he calls this magic in his own right. He says, I know how to conjure birds as well. But later, he does actually conjure a bird with this trick, um, and that leads to the kind of like climax of the episode, so it is a bit of foreshadowing in its own right. On the way out, Wong and Madison decide to get Froyo, and she spoils more Sopranos, man. Woman <laughs> in her pajamas, Jen is on the phone with Nikki, and she realizes it is a Friday night, and she isn't doing anything. And she gets a notification on her phone saying she has zero matches, and she's like, why do they make notifications for that? That is a great point. Um, she decides at this point she is going to make a profile for She-Hulk, and, this, and she takes some photos as She-Hulk, and she uh, immediately gets, like, one million matches. I mean, not that many, but, like, she starts getting matches right away. As she's doing this, she breaks the fourth wall and tells us she's not proud of this. A lot of fourth wall breaks this episode. I love it. Jen goes on a bunch of dates with a variety of dudes. Your battle in court with Titania was incredible. She says people love using that word around her. This guy asks if... Um, her skin is penetrable, which immediately raised a red flag with me, an audience member who just watched someone try to penetrate her skin with a needle last week, which I think we are supposed to notice a little bit. And then he asked if vibranium would work on it. Aren't you noticing this, Jen? Jen, wake up. This is what I was talking about with the red flags and the dating profile. And this is like, this guy is clearly with those guys who were attacking her last week. They are sneaking in. And the to uh, cherry on top of this is he calls her... He says about her, what a specimen. And she does notice this. He's like, she's like, did you just call me a specimen? And she looks right at us and says, is there anything worse than dating in your 30s? And to which I must answer, no, there's nothing worse. There's absolutely nothing worse than dating in your 30s. I, I fully agree. And I'll, I'll be honest, though. The first time I watched this through, I didn't notice anything super peculiar about the scene. Jen finally meets a courteous doctor. And it's not Dr. Strange, but it's good. he's good enough. Because he's the first guy that asks, tell me about you. Not that hard of a question, gentlemen. He also wants to split some fries with her, and Jen says, let's get those fries to go. We are back at Blaze's magic show, and he is trying to do the same sling ring trick. And this woman doesn't want to be a part of it, because last week he sent her friend somewhere that she pretty much never came back from. He's still doing the same thing. He doesn't learn from his mistakes. However, it's not a mistake because he's getting away from it to him, so hence him doing it again. Because he can't do this trick, he tries to do a trick similar to the one Wong did in the office earlier. Um, the, the, the ball in his hand. Um, and he does summon a dove from nothing. The dove lays an egg, and the egg spawns a miniature demon. Just one. Just one demon. So this is something that even Blaze himself can take care of. To get rid of the demon, Blaze opens up a dimension in the ground to kick it in. But then a ton of other ones just like it start running out everywhere, causing chaos. Now Blaze is in over his head, and just like he was warned... He shouldn't be messing with the power of gods. He wasn't even fully trained in these abilities. It's basically like some guy went and joined the army, learned how to drive a tank, took the tank home, and is just like running the tank around every day, like on the street like it's a car, showing off his tank. Like, look at this big old tank I got. 
Wong is in the comfort of his home watching The Sopranos. Or it might be This Is Us at this point. I kept thinking it was The Sopranos, really. But at the end of the, sh- the post credit scene, he's finally watching This Is Us. Um, he might have finished The Sopranos. When Blaze portals to him for help, and in the background, it's just pure chaos. A demon almost enters Wong's sanctuary uh, slash home, and he takes it out as it flies through. She-Hulk's state happens to be going really well when Wong, who says he feels like her father, summons her to the scene of the chaos uh, for help. He says he's been trying to hold them off while trying to take the portal uh, and, like, repair the portal so the portal can't be closed while all these things are flying through it, apparently. Jen yells to Wong what she's supposed to do, and he tells her to be a Hulk. We get a look into the portal that the demons are coming out of, and it's just like this bat cave, pretty much, of these things. It's pretty terrifying. So Wong conjures this portal into, like, a mountainous area that they start throwing the demons into, like, a vacuum. And Wong, like, moves the portal as Jen throws the demons into it. She slingshots one demon in. She gives us a little cheer for that. And then Wong transforms the demon's portal into a whip and starts lassoing them into the other portal. And this is where I said earlier that um, Blaze is just astonished by this. And man, I just don't think this is the end of Blaze. Just by that. She-Hulk leaps high, grabs several demons, and throws them into the portal. Jen, as she's fighting off demons, says after so many bad dates, she finally meets a guy who's sweet and listens. Like, ripping demons off her back as she's saying this. She throws one at a wall, and it just gets bigger. So, like, as she starts to attack them, they get larger. As she's talking about kissing, in quotes, his hot face. (laughs) They're growing, and I'm covered in demon goo at a magic show, which is the worst part of this whole thing. She clanks two of their heads together, and then throws them into the portal. She slams another two to the floor, and slings another one into the portal. She's whipping their asses. Wong does this portal vacuum thing, which just takes the rest of the demons in and finishes the job. Before I send my little friend here back to his own dimension, I would like to make sure you agree to the terms of our cease and desist, she tells Blaze and Cornelius. Cornelius says maybe, and Blaze says yes. She returns to her date on top of him with her knees straddling his waist. The next day, she's glowing, making the both of them breakfast. And when he sees her in non-Hulk form, he pretty much just leaves her there. Like, he's not interested in her when he, when she's not Hulk. Which is just so rude, is what I'll say. I'll just say it's rude. Um, because Jen in non-Hulk form is specifically awesome. Uh, so, we'll leave it, th- we'll leave it at that. But she says the hot doctor cliche is just a cliche at that anyway um, in the fourth wall break. So she's still breaking fourth walls. She gets a knock at her door to find out that she's getting sued by the newly free Titania from the first episode over the name She-Hulk. And she looks at us again and says kind of a bummer way to end the episode, but I bet there's a fun tag, uh, which there is which there is, but before that, we'll go over a few of the courtroom sketches. I noticed um, Madison is signing a form with a goat, um, which I guess has to do with that deal she made. (laughs) And then Wong trapping Donnie in the mirror dimension. So maybe he did try his his whip thing, and uh, Wong went and found him and just trapped him there. The post-credits, Wong and Madison are watching This Is Us together, and they may have finished The Sopranos together too. Um, or she just spoiled too much of it for him. 
And, I mean, a wedding is mentioned. Did they get married? Did Wong marry Madison? What is going on? <laughs> uh, although, it was just really good to see the two of them together. Uh, I think they're, they're really fun, uh, Wong and Madison. Uh, Madison could have potentially been played really annoying. Um, and I think the actress who played her, we should find her name. Patty Guggenheim. Great job. Love, love, love Madison. Let's ho head over to Reddit slash Marvel Studios, reddit.com slash Marvel Studios for the post-episode discussion. MLC885 said, I was feeling Wongers even more after the discussion about what cocktail, uh, about what cocktails he has tried. Same. Bacchus uh, replies, as obnoxious as she is made out to be, she still seems like a fun friend. A deputy Shrub replied to that, there's definitely obnoxious bad and obnoxious good. Yeah, it could have been played so much worse is what I was saying. And I, I've seen that type of part played so badly. And that's a testament to Marvel Cinematic Universe casting um, and the uh, just the, the actress. She did a great job. Confess underscore obsessed says, you look happy. I guess it's because Wong is back. Everybody loves Wong. They know us well. Yes. Um, my heart is ancient replied to that Twitter armor for a week. It's it's. So self-aware, this show. Um, C. Beckel3618 says, That doctor could have had Titania Meslani and a beautiful green goddess as his girlfriend, but he turned it down. Biggest fumble in MCU history. <laughs> Good point. Um, J. Henderson says, Oh my god, I'm literally watching Sopranos for the first time now, and I can't believe I got it spoiled by fucking Wong. <laughs> yeah you know what like i don't i'm not gonna remember though i'm not gonna remember any of the spoilers from this actual episode if you haven't seen sopranos i'm just not gonna rewatch. i'm gonna remember not to watch she hulk if i'm watching sopranos um come back shane technically you got spoiled by madison wong is blameless here and then a reply to that <laughs> there's an actual subreddit that says r slash wong did nothing wrong um i might have to visit that um <laughs> uh, Hell Knight says no matches. Why is that an alert? This is one of the guys they're talking about on the date. Um, space, space, space. Ninety-one forty-seven eight. I'm a New Yorker through and through. Every word out of that guy's mouth was gold. Um, and I'm gonna read one more comment. Let's see. I need to go down a little bit. We'll keep it genuine here. Digging holes. Let's just leave it at that. Best dad in the MCU confirmed. <laughs> yeah, Jen's dad uh, defending her from the the guys who mugged her, tried to mug her last week. They didn't try and mug her. They tried to take her blood. I don't think she noticed the syringe. Um, I really don't. I think she just noticed that in her, as her reflection as She-Hulk, it was like a note to herself that she is now a target. And she needs to be ready to fight off people coming at her for being She-Hulk. Um or did she notice the syringe and just doesn't care? Um, I'm not going to go back to that episode in this exact moment and go look at that um, because this isn't that type of after show. We're lazy here. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, that's kind of funny. Uh, getting back on my feet, uh, getting, getting a few episodes, trying to get a few episodes up and out. Um, we're a little bit behind, so... We might, you might see that we are uh, one or two episodes behind here on Marvel Maniac. So just... Bear with us as we get caught up. Man, we are... But I am loving, loving, loving where She-Hulk is right now. And we will be back with you ASAP with She-Hulk Episode 5 and Episode 6 coming out soon this week. So 
Marvel Cinematic Universe is in a really great spot right now. I cannot wait to see where the rest of the season goes. I know there's one really big cameo from the trailer, Daredevil, and announced recently is Daredevil Born Again, so I'm sure we'll get some hints towards that. I'm going to do my best to cover as much and react to as much Daredevil stuff before the new Daredevil show. However, I want to get as much relevant MCU content. I want to be caught up. And uh, Moon Knight and Miss Marvel are the first things I want to do. And Thor Love and Thunder came out um, in the time that I haven't been with you. So I'm looking to cover that really soon. There's a few movies um, that I've missed and haven't talked about. Um, we can get our running joke that Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, my episode for that, is still yet to come. Um, I have half a reaction recorded for that. I've seen the movie a good couple of times. I just want to react to things the right way. Um, I'm a textbook overthinker, so you'll see that some of my episodes, I'm going beat by beat each single episode. Um, and I'm going, <laughs> uh, I'm going a little bit different this episode. I'm trying, like to take notes and you know I'm learning as I go as I podcast here I might as well just be honest with you and let you know my process so if you have any thoughts questions concerns please keep them positive I'm a sensitive human if my superpower is anything it's empathy um, and being super sensitive so please leave a uh, positive review uh, on the show anywhere you listen to your podcast marvelmaniacpod at gmail.com if you'd like to support the show it'd be patreon.com slash marvelmaniac Share the show with a friend. If you have a Marvel fan as a friend, give them a link. Tell them about it. It's Marvel Maniac, an MCU after show, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going to do whatever I can to get all the episodes up on YouTube sometime soon. And yeah, let's just make a little community out of this. We love Marvel, and I am not the quickest, most wittiest podcaster of all time. I am just a human being just like you. Um, if I were granted a superpower, it would be to maybe be a little bit quicker at this. Um, and figure out a formula a little bit faster. But um, I love these movies, and I just love talking about them with you. So it's just great to have you as an audience member. And uh, thanks for being here with me on my show and, and listening this far in if you're still here. So we'll see you next time on Marvel Maniac and MCU After Show. This is your host, Eric Cicada, a.k.a. Mr. Honest. Until next time, Avengers, disassemble.